Welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insight into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy, and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at PIRB.co.za for more. A warm welcome to our audience. My name is Willem Klopper. I'm your host. And in this episode, we will discuss your interaction as a responsible plumber with decision makers. Now with me in studio, I have Mr. Richard Bailey. Richard, welcome and thanks for joining me in studio. Yeah, thanks, Willem. Uh, as usual, I um, hope this is still early days and, you know, it's, this is probably one of the what the, one of the first five or six that we're doing and 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 as time goes by we we will be doing lots and lots and lots of these together so looking forward to it thank you I'm also looking forward to it, Richard. I mean, we're sharing very valuable information with the plumbers, and it's just lacquer to have these conversations. I mean, it's lacquer. Some of them are lacquer or more technically inclined. Others are more business-orientated or business-related or whatever the case may be. Or, or in this case, you know, the interaction between plumbers and those who who are seemingly the decision-makers on site. Yeah. We'll give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves right after this. Don't forget to download the all-new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. Richard, what actually are we discussing today? The interaction as a responsible plumber with decision makers. Yeah, and and that's and it's a good question because uh, you you you've mentioned um, that some of these podcasts are technically inclined. Some of them uh, touch on business, this and that, which is not my forte. I'm more of a technical guy. But this is a little bit different in that for me, this is one sort of aspect. Can I say of um, a plumber's? I want to use the word arsenal. Uh, mm-hmm. to 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 really step up a couple of levels, and that is and my my one key word for this kind of interaction and this kind of podcast and this kind of message that I'm hoping to share here is mindset mindset change, and and that I think is a glaring uh, omission in the psyche. And I'm using these funny words, but the, the the basic the, the the basic premise that I'm trying to get across here is that as plumbers, we need to look at our perceptions of ourselves, and we need to accept and start to change that perception and change our mindsets as to start to be place ourselves in positions that we are not used to being in, or perhaps uh, uh, not very comfortable being in, and just becoming comfortable in that space, that that responsible space, the, the one of becoming a decision maker rather than being a, just a follower. And we'll, as we unpack this, you know, we'll see where we go and, and, and what we mean by that. But the, 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 that to me is a, is a critical mindset change or mindset shift which uh, we need to we need to embrace richard we keep using the word responsible yeah but i think we can also add uh, accountable uh you know it comes it comes to you work responsibly and you are responsible for for completing certain tasks and certain activities mm. but then you as a plumber can be held accountable that, well, that's for those Exactly right. You know, as, a, as an accountable plumber, and the fact is that, that if I am the guy that um, at the end of the project is expected to sign a piece of paper declaring that the installation that I've done 
uh, is uh, compliant, then you need it stands to reason. If you put it on, if you say it like that, then it, then how can I, can somebody possibly deny me the opportunity to make decisions re- regarding the design of that installation? So they expect me to declare that it is compliant at the end of the day, but then deny me the right to change the design to enable it to become compliant. So as a responsible plumber and accountable plumber, I have the right to influence design decisions. What do I mean by design decisions? Think about uh, typical things such as um, you know uh, inaccessibility of certain pipework uh, because of the fact that the building is designed in a certain way. What, wh- where, why does the plumber not have that influence to, to, to change the design? And it's a discussion, you know, it's not like a unilateral statement. It's mm. a discussion that can take place. And uh, the design can be changed or manipulated slightly to accommodate the requirements for within the standards from a plumbing perspective, and everybody's happy and moves forward. But I think sometimes we as installers get a little bit uh, intimidated on site uh, by the powers that be, and it's not the intimidation factor from a personal perspective, but it is, you know what, dude, I need this job. I need, I've landed this job. And these are big players, and I don't want to stand stand on the wrong toes, and 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 jeopardize my ability to get future work, or or maybe be kicked mm. off this site, uh, and that's where we kind of tend to shrink back, and say yes or no, so uh, three bags full, sir. But if we if we just have the conversations in a constructive manner, that is where I think we can we can uh, make a difference. And the thing is, Willem. You must understand that the trade of plumbing is a it's a um, it's a regulated trade. It's it's a protected trade, uh, and it is a specialist trade. And we are qualified specialist professionals. And professionals, yeah, it is a profession. It is a profession, and 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 that's the bottom line. So so if our decisions were I don't know, for want of a better word, if they carried no weight or if they were meaningless. You know, if people look at us skew and say, Ahmed, he's just a plumber, what does he know? If that is the way it is, then, I'm sorry, but those people should then go and sign their own certificates of compliance for their own <laughs> plumbing and installations. They can do it themselves and sign well, the they, CSCs. Yeah. But do, they can't. Do their own, thing, yeah. their own installations, exactly. Have fun. Go exactly. They they need the 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 skilled, the qualified, the knowledgeable, and the competent plumber to do the correct installation. That's right. Uh, and and when I say correct installation, it's it's an a correctly installed installation as well as an effectively installed uh, installation as well as a compliant installation. Yes. Because, um, you, you know, you go back to the Consumer Protection Act, for example, the Occupational Health and Safety Act, the Pressure Vessels Act, all these acts, you can go back to them and, and you, can re, you, can, you can attach uh, the plumbing standards, the installation standards that uh, the installers need to abide by. You can attach them um, as referenced as uh, in these acts. So it's not a, it's not a nice to have or, a, oh, maybe we should do anything like that. No, it's referenced and it is non debatable whether or not the thing must comply. So if if we distill it down and boil it all down, um, as a plumber, 
I know that this pipe must be vertical. And because of a decision, a design decision taken on site by, by a professional, another profession, it's now impossible for me to make this compliant. The guys are basically saying to me, oh, Richard, you know what? Sign your life away. <laughs> I don't take it like that, but sign your piece of paper mm. that declares uh, that uh, basically this thing is, not, is compliant, but we know it's non-compliant. So you're signing your life away. You might be signing your license away, but that's okay. Just do it anyway for me. No, mm. we can't fix it. No, we can't fix it on site, but sign the paper anyway. Otherwise, you don't get mm. paid. How's, how's that? How, how is that fair? Mm. Okay. Because at the end, if, if, if something goes wrong with it, because of the fact that it couldn't be installed compliantly and, and something does go wrong with it, then you as the plumber who put your signature on that piece of paper will be the one who will be held accountable for it. So therefore, you know, yeah. what's, it to, what's it to somebody else, an, another decision maker as we, as we refer to them in, mm-hmm. this, in this podcast episode? And what's it to them to say, listen, you know what, just do it. Yeah, we all know the, the, the reality of of life and we need to sort of and you mentioned it earlier Willem you said you used the word accountability we are accountable so if we accept that then we know that we need to do things is uh, I don't know is accountably a word I suppose so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah and well let's just say do it the right way do it the right way yeah but so 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 they get on site, and 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 there are other people here on site, and and you know they, we can name those professions here on the on this episode, but it's not here to go and 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 make anybody else look like uh, big bosses with sticks walking around. But but the fact is, you you do get on site, and and there are people who make decisions, mm. and you now have to sort of inform these people that listen, they 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 uh, they may be in a. You know, there may exist an instance in where this building and the way that it was designed does not accommodate your plumbing to be effective, mm. correct, and compliant. Mm. So who who's, who are some of those? And, and certainly now, you weren't part of the initial design. You were, As a plumber, you weren't part of that initial design and the, and the initial decisions that, that, that uh, you know, were made regarding that. And and uh, you know, surely now you you have to speak to these people. You have to convince them. You have to tell them that for the plumbing to be effective, correct, and compliant, um, you know, this and this and this needs to be in place. Who who are those people? Who can plumbers can plumbers influence people? Can can who are those mm. people? Who look in a nutshell, Willem? Whoever whoever it is that is going to make or in a position to make decisions on site, on a construction site or in any any kind of installation, whoever that person is that is in a, in a position to make decisions that will influence the plumbing installation. These are the people we're talking about. It could be a, it could be half a dozen different individuals. There's no specific uh, profession uh, that we that we point that we're pointing fingers at, but it is it is. In whichever situation you find yourself, that if that if if you were to be able to change the mind of that particular individual, that this would, this would change and allow for you to do that, that's what, who we're talking about. For example, the designers of a building, like architects, uh, um, designers, interior designers, quality uh, uh, QSs, you know, quantity surveyors, um, body corporates, because body corporates also make decisions regarding aesthetics 
of a particular building mm. and they'll say, no, we don't want to see that pipe there, that vent pipe. And you say, but you know what? A vent pipe is actually a requirement. Well, that's a, mm. and I'm going to touch on something um, um, that you said earlier uh, in a minute, Willem. Uh, but engineers are also people and professions that plumbers should absolutely be able to influence. And just because, you know, me, here I am, a little old plumber, and there's that uh, very high and mighty engineer. I'm sorry, I know my profession and you know yours, and I need yes. to be able to at least uh, constructively engage with you in in order to uh, bring about a, a positive change within the design that is going to allow for a for a for a better installation. Homeowners, the the owner himself, you know, we most of homeowners that one would speak to, especially if you speak to them about a, a and about plumbing that and you and the, you, they can see that you know what you're talking about. They are very receptive, very welcoming. But you do get some homeowners that are absolutely uh, hell bent on on having things their own way and not allowing anybody else to have opinions. Well, there's there's these kinds of construction uh, construction constructive conversations that should that should occur. Um, mm. You mentioned earlier, um, which and uh, it, it struck me uh, as as a as a pertinent thing to remember. You said that um, uh, plumbers aren't always involved in the design, the initial phases of the design of a building, or of a project, or a renovation, or whatever the case may be. And 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 I want to uh, turn that on its head and say, well, why not? Why on earth not? How 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 can you exclude? One of your core, core vital services from a des from design decisions from that perspective. Think about that. So, so yes, the fact that you mentioned that speaks volumes because it it means that that is the perception. Oh, the plumber only gets involved when once the shell is up, and then uh, he must might come and fit mm. his pipes afterwards. Why on earth are we not consulted and involved from the beginning stages? And if that is the case, then the, to make the changes, the necessary changes to accommodate the plumbing correctly, it's not such a train smash because you haven't, you know, yeah. it's not it's not the end of the world. You can adjust those things. So that, and and that ties in with the whole mindset thing, Willem, isn't it? Because if we if we had a a societal mindset that plumbers were as an, as an important cog in the bigger machine uh, when it comes to a building as an engineer is, well, then we would be consulted right from the beginning. But as it is, we're not. And uh, we, we get the call, hey, please come and plumb my house. And we get there and the thing's built already. And you're like, okay, yeah. well, and now? Well, how, how am I supposed to get this? Oh, no, can't you do that? <laughs> so, so the importance well, uh, of plumbing is put on the back burner, and that's a problem, eh? Richard, the fact is that you know buildings that are going to be occupied or used by human beings, and those buildings, and the construction thereof, and 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 the design and the development thereof, plumbing is one of the you you used the word the core aspects. Mm. It's one of it's one of the most important aspects because it's going to be used by human beings. So it cannot then exist without the plumbing. Uh, you know, and, and therefore and therefore, you know, I think that you, you hit the nail on, on its head when you say that plumbers should be consulted in advance when the buildings are being designed 
and f- f- you know from the very beginning. Uh, absolutely, I couldn't. I mean, I I can't. I, I, I shake my head when I think about it. When I think about the reality of the situation and the the societal um, perception of plumbers, it, it's crazy. I mean, really, and, and I know where it stems from, Willem. Let's not be. Let's not kid ourselves. The general perception of plumbing out there is 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 two pipes and a, and, a, and a fitting with two nuts, and you tighten those nuts, and mm. all of a sudden you you're a plumber. And I mean, what? How hard can it be? You know, Jeremy Clarkson's famous last yeah. words: "How hard can it be?" But mm. it, it is very hard. Uh, and um, if you if you remove our expertise uh, you, you, from a from a from a position like that, you remove sanitation. And sanitation, exactly. my friend, is is uh, the beginning and end of, of the human existence, um, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I suppose <laughs> any discussion like this can can become quite uh, deep and go philosophical. <laughs> we, we can elaborate on it, yeah. yeah but, but the fact is, you 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 said the truth there, uh, Richard. Is that the general per- per- perception of plumbing and plumbing work, plumbers and plumbing work? I mean. It's it's plumbers are so underestimated mm. and undervalued, mm. and and I think that you you're absolutely correct when you say that, you know the 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 people with other professions, your architects and your engineers should should you know also have their perception changed about plumbers, and and uh, you know acknowledge the the importance of plumbers in the in the bigger picture. Yeah. Um, and plumbers, the the general public as well. You know, the general public, the consumers should 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 have a, a perception change of plumbing and understand the complexity of plumbing work, mm. the knowledge, the skills, the competencies, and the fact that plumbing work should, uh, you know, comply to certain standards and uh, legislation and regulation for that matter. Mm. It's not just a a matter of putting pipes together, mm. and and that's what I'm saying. You know, plumbing work. And plumbers, for that matter, are highly underestimated, underappreciated, and and undervalued. I mean, it's, and 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 the perception should change. And then, lastly, plumbers themselves. Uh, um, and I think this is why we're having this conversation. Yeah, plumbers themselves should should realize their their role within the bigger picture. I was just about to. I was I was I was rubbing my hands with glee, uh, Valim, because I I heard you go through this. Perfect thing, and and I was going to say to you, and you know what? You forgot the most important perception change. The group that people must change their perceptions the most, and that of course is us, the plumbers. We need to mm. lift ourselves up and 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 put our chests out and say, "I'm a plumber, and uh, I have something to to contribute." Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy-to-follow courses can be found on iopsitraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. So, Richard, just give me some uh, examples or scenarios, if, if we can call it that. Uh, you know, what, what sort of factors and in, 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 in where should, in the initial design, what, what type of considerations should be taken uh, when, when it comes to the initial design of constructions and building mm. work, etc.? I mean, if you look around, you go to any uh, high-end, not even high-end, even any, any 
uh, residential estate these days, modern residential estate, and you look around and, at, at the buildings and you, you'll be hard-pressed to find visible piping. That is, for example, that is one of the biggest things that, that uh, the, there's a current trend uh, uh, that architects, designers, homeowners, estates, everybody uh, is on this bandwagon of, I don't want to see anything. I want a clean face and that sort of So there is a big problem. Mm. Because there's only one way to do that, and that is to put it into the walls. And so the standards are are clear as to if you don't want to see the pipes, they have to be um, enclosed within a duct. And a duct itself has um, rules surrounding its size, its accessibility, etc., which are never followed. So the accessibility of sewer, waste pipes, etc., which are supposed to be accessible, that is a big one. Um, what about geysers that are an afterthought almost? It's a big unit. It's a big thing that needs to be uh, placed in an accessible space that needs to be maintained, um, uh, uh, upgraded from time to time or replaced or whatever whatever the case is, and all of its valves. It's a big it requires a big space. So what and what a designer would look at and say, oh, what's the size of a geezer? 550 by 1.6, that's all I need, so I'll put a cupboard here. And, and that, is not, <laughs> that is not sufficient space for a properly compliant um, geezer installation. And, and, and talking about geezer installations, the discharge of, of the overflow pipes from a geezer, oh, I'll put the geezer here in the middle of the, of the flat. Mr. Plummer, put it in. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, where is the stack that you want me to discharge in? It must be metallic. Oh, no, there's no such thing. Just tie it in there. And, of course, it's too late now. The shell has been built. Yeah. And so nobody's considered where the overflows are going to go. And inevitably, they end up being non-compliant. And inevitably, the plumber looks the fool when it's not his fault. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for example, I came across a a big development the other day where I live. Um, it must have been 600 houses, freestanding houses, medium to low income units, um, and a good 50% of them, Willem, uh, that, look, they mm-hmm. all had solar systems specified for them, and, and they all had on-roof solar systems specified, fair enough, all good. Must be about six or 700 units, and about 50% of them were west-facing. Or east facing. Now the pitch, the pitch of the roof uh, was north north south, but the the faces of mm-hmm. the roofs were east west, and 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 so I'm wondering to myself, you know, on the planning phase, you know, you're going to use solar systems. You know that mm. a solar system, in order for it to be compliant, needs to fulfil certain performance require requirements. If I'm facing it west, it's simply not going to fulfil it. So there's no there's no weight, if I can use that word. There's no weight. There's no weight given to importance of keeping plumbing uh, compliant. It's it's like an afterthought. Mm. It's like, man, the plumber will just have to sort it out, and he'll give us a COC anyway. So otherwise, we'll just yeah. look for somebody who will do it. That's the attitude. Yeah. And um, uh, okay, so the, the, that's that's what can happen even in a new build, but consider existing scenarios, existing 
buildings where we are asked to, you know, where, where it's a renovation of a block of, uh, uh, yeah, I'll give you an example. The other day I came across a, a dwelling unit, a big block of flats, which I could see was was a very recently um, renovated and it was modern and it was about eight stories high and it was a big block in the CBD of Cape Town. And all the geezers were horrifically uh, inadequately plumbed and there was zero access for the things and all the overflows were in funny configurations only to have found out that this used to be an office block with big open plan uh, floor areas and now it's been subdivided with drywalling into into dwelling units and of course there's no I mean what do you do so so now the, the designers you know they just it, it was almost as if the plumbing was an afterthought, and that is exactly what it was. It was an afterthought. So, that not only for new stuff, but but for proposed alterations or or, or, or uh, um, renovations of existing properties, I would encourage homeowners, uh, property owners, architects, designers, etc., to really uh, make. Make make work of being in touch with plumbers and, and consulting a plumbing design engineer or wetworks engineer or just the plumber himself that is uh, about to do the job. Consult him before you make big decisions like that, and and allow him to allow us to assist uh, you in in making the correct calls. And when obstacles arise at those early stages. They are quite easily overcome. Nine times out of ten, mm. they are quite easily overcome. But it's like you said, it's just that constructive interaction between the the relevant or applicable parties. Yeah, that's it. Uh. So, what should plumbers then be aware of? What how how should they how should they interact with with the decision makers? What how do they address these these mm. scenarios or issues mm. for that matter? Well, remember, you know, as a plumber, remember what you're going to be asked to do at the end of the project, and that is to sign a certificate of compliance. You're going to be asked to do that. So if you bear that in mind right at the beginning of the project, you know that, hey, the decisions I take here is now going to potentially be uh, a, a pain, a, a, a bone of contention come the, come the time where I, I need to sign that CRC. So just remember that at the end of the day, you're going to have to make a legal declaration that what you've done is compliant and is uh, up, to, yes. up to standard. So so just be aware of that because you know what happens. I mean, I, I've been a plumber for many years, Willem, and we're only human beings. And as a single person uh, on a, on a uh, running a small concern, you've got to think of, all this stuff. You've got to think of, have I got all my materials? You've got to think of, gosh, you know, has he paid the deposit? And what am I going to say to him tonight mm-hmm. in the email? And that sort of thing. And to now go and rock the boat at the beginning stages and say, hey, you haven't addressed this duct issue. What about it? You don't want to necessarily mm-hmm. do that. But just bear in mind, guys, that you are going to be asked to declare that this thing is compliant at the end of the day. And it's going to land on your shoulders. Mm. So that's mm. one thing just to bear in mind and have in the back of your back of your mind. The second thing, which is vital, because without this second thing, you, you can make you can't even have a conversation. You, you've got to know the requirements. You've got to know what is required, and 
and he, and this is so this is a large portion of the blame must land on our shoulders as well when we don't know that there is a specific requirement for a duct to be big enough for a human being to be able to walk into and service and look at and access everything then you don't know to point it out as a fault in the design which means mm. it just gets swept under the carpet and, and everybody thinks, oh, well, it's status quo and it's another day, another dollar. But sure. as soon as you know what the requirement is, you can say, hang on a second, you know that this thing, this thing must be in a duct? Oh, yeah, well, there's a duct. No, sir, that's not a duct. Do you want me to show you what a duct is? And you pull out mm. your standards and you say, this is what constitutes a duct. That is not a yeah. duct. And mm. with, I cannot sign that off. So just be aware yeah. of that. And then the, the whole dynamic changes. Now all of a sudden, uh-oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And a conversation ensues. Okay. And again, those conversations must happen in early stages. It's no good. Yeah, before it's too late. Yeah, it's no good pointing that out when, when six floors of concrete duct has already been passed. It's no good. Nobody can yeah, change that. Yeah. Nobody's going to change Nobody's going to break that whole building down to, <laughs> to accommodate your plumbing requirements. Exactly. <laughs> or the standards, the standards requirements. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And talking about the standards requirements, um, you know, uh, very often, and we talk, we go back to the, uh, the mention earlier about existing or pre-existing stuff that, that you and I as plumbers or as, even as the architect, even as designers, even in, as engineers actually don't have any control over because it's pre-existing and, and this is the hand that we have been dealt. There's, an, there's, a, there's a way in which to remove that liability, responsibility off your shoulders as an installer, as a plumber, and that is the notice of non-compliance. And, and Willem, I'm sure we're going to have a podcast just on the notice of non-compliance as well pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you'll find little references to that all over the place. But I think one of the things is this, this year we're going to start harping on that because it's such an important thing. Remember that notice of non-compliance has the ability to remove liability from your shoulders. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, only if it is done correctly. So yeah. it's no good writing some Egyptian hieroglyph and giving it to the client and they don't understand what it is. It's got to comply with requirements and those requirements, and I don't want to get too technical, but but those fall under the Consumer Protection Act. They're quite um, clear as to how such notices uh, must be given and, and what sort of understanding levels must, must, there must be and that sort of thing. So mm. it, it, if, you, if, you, if you have early discussions on matters that you know what you're talking about, in other words, you know uh, the regulations, you know what the requirements are, you have the discussion surrounding that and you're all in agreement with what can and cannot be addressed – if it's a matter of, thank you, Mr. Plummer, we acknowledge, but we cannot change the design to suit, then we all agree, and you give me uh, your um, signature on this, uh, on this not notice of non-compliance, and uh, you, in fact, give me a, a rational design, and so on and so forth. And that's how we move forward. The plumber, at the mm. end of the day, can, f full of confidence, sign that certificate of compliance and say, boom, I've done all the things, I've crossed my T's, dotted my I's, and, and it's now up to you. Richard, you know, you, 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 you 
mentioned or touched on the Consumer Protection Act. Yeah. And, and I want to focus a little bit on, on consumer because at the end of the day, you know, everyone else, all the decision makers, all the role players uh, should should take into consideration as well as respect the fact that the requirements according to which plumbers have to work or must work for that matter are not the plumber's requirements. It, it is the standards and regulation and legislation, uh, legislative requirements for that matter. And those are compiled and, and uh, implemented purely for the consumer. You know, at, at the end of the day, both to reduce or alleviate risk associated with installations as well as increase effectivity. Isn't that so? And that is at the end of the day for the consumer because we're building a building, we're designing a building for the consumer, for the customer. And it's for the end user. Correct. And and that is what it is about. And the and and to keep them safe and to ensure that whatever we deliver, whether we're architects, engineers, uh, 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 aesthetic designers, homeowners, whoever, it, it should be taken into consideration that it is at the end of the day done for the consumer, for their protection, mm. for their health and their safety, and and for the effectivity of what we deliver. Yeah, uh, you, that's spot on. I mean, that's why the CPA exists, the Consumer Protection Act. That's why the Occupational Health and Safety Act, Act exists. Um, that's why there's this, there's a Pressure Vessels Act, which specifically speaks to vessels such as geysers. Um, it's a very serious thing. It's all about the protection of the consumer. And the rights, the right to be protected. Um, so, mm-hmm. so, and I think that's where a lot of uh, us, uh, say us as a society, we we overlook that or fall short, or or or, or overlook that. Is mm-hmm. is that um, you know it's not about it's not about the day to day grind. It's about the overall bigger picture and and what it is at the end of the day. What is the product? going to deliver and if that product is going to deliver uh, smelly which is smelly drains which is dangerous because that's methane and for all kinds of reasons it's Mm. dangerous and it's a sanitation issue so all you see is smelly drains or knocking pipes or starvation issues or 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 overflows that are not in the right place but it doesn't matter because they never overflow Uh, you know all these perceptions at the end of the day if you don't have the knowledge and uh, you don't follow the standards, then you just back off and let let the professionals uh, ed- educate you. Yeah. So absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I think that should, at the end of the day, and and, and hopefully, um, that that should change perspective overall throughout all the role players. I mean, hmm. th- that includes the customer and the consumer who the work is at the end of the day done for. Not only the the other decision makers on on site, but but. The, the actual consumer themselves as well. Yeah, they should understand that the work that the plumber is going to do and and, and delivers should uh, should be. They should know that the plumber works according to standards that requires uh, for them to deliver plumbing installations that are healthy, mm. uh, that will protect the health and the safety for for the consumer themselves as well as be effective. Yeah. Otherwise, what am I doing here? What what am I yeah. doing? I might as well, you know, I might as well go, I don't know, uh, um, chop bricks, 
because I like smaller bricks, uh, so I don't like big ones. I go chop them smaller, <laughs> make a big pile on my left from a smaller pile. Of, yeah, they just can't do that. Otherwise, take your profession seriously. <laughs> you know, no, I know we all take our profession seriously, Willem. It's not. I'm, I'm making light of the situation, but but what I'm saying is the perception out there. You know, um, is that uh, as we've said it before, the plumber is not really something that uh, you need to be too skilled to skilled to do. And I can do plumbing because my my uncle's mate's next door neighbour one day had a leak and I helped him with that leak. So I'm a plumber, and so why are you charging me twenty rand to to come? And that's the perception, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, but we all know our worth, and I think the more we realise our worth, um, then the, that rubs off, and and our expertise starts to shine through. And if you know what you're talking about, you 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 bring it across in a in a in a, in a logical manner, you know, nobody's going to argue with you. Nobody can argue with mm. you. In a confident way as well. And not, you know, there's a fine line between confidence and, and, and arrogance, arrogance, but in yeah. a confident way. Yeah. You know your trade. You know the requirements. And and you bring as much professionalism to to the construction and the development of, of, of the buildings at the end of the day as sure. the architects do. For sure. And, and and I mean that comes with knowledge, doesn't it? If you if you know the standards, you Absolutely. know the requirements, and you know the reasons why these requirements exist. And uh, and uh, Willem, we might as well just uh, touch on it. Um, is, is this is why we do these podcasts? Man. This is why we do the tech talks. Mm. This is why we do the the courses. It's 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 getting in depth knowledge. This is this is a. It's not just parrot fashion knowledge. Yeah. It's in depth knowledge, and so that I can answer questions like, oh, but why? Then. And you can answer that straight away off the top of your head. Then you know that you know what you're talking about. And you people around you start to understand as well. And that's where we want to be. And that's where that perspective and that respect starts to improve and, and change. Yeah. And, and I mean, the more, the more plumbers, uh, you know, implement what we've shared with them now in this podcast, you know, the more they will help. They will help. To, to change the the respect and the and yes. the perception out there. Yes, uh, agreed. Mm. Just before wrapping up this conversation, have a listen to this. We'd like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulated Plumber. Richard, thanks a stack so much for having joined me in studio today. I think we've had a, an, an awesome conversation and uh, I hope that it carries some value to uh, to the audience out there. Yeah, likewise. I really do hope so as well. Um, thanks for sticking it out. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this, it means you're at the end. So well done. But thank you, Willem, and, th- and thanks to PRP for, for this. You know, It's really great. Thanks for having tuned in. Make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.